0: Welcome to the HTH Church Podcast. We are a church in the heart of Hastings whose desire is to build communities of people who are so passionate about being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and joining them with what Jesus is doing, that lives, families, and communities are changed and transformed one at a time. On this podcast, you can keep up to date with the latest talks from our Sunday services, as well as additional bonus episodes, which include conversations, interviews, devotions, and If you'd like to find out more about the church, you can visit our website, hthchurch.org.
1: Otherwise, we hope you enjoy this episode. The talk today is Jesus, the title was given, Jesus, Lord of the Wilderness. And you could also perhaps think of it as how to resist temptation like Jesus. How to resist temptation in the way that Jesus did and there's three ways of resisting temptation we are all tempted I'm tempted you're tempted you're tempted you're tempted we live in a world uh, where we face temptation it's a, a there's a kingdom of god and there's also a kingdom of darkness the uh, tim Keller Uh, talks about it like this. The Bible teaches that when you look into the world and you see any progress of the kingdom of God, any progress of love and grace and peace, there is another kingdom out there too. There are opposing forces. There's also a kingdom of not love and grace and peace, but of pride and of hate and of fear. How do you resist that pride and fear and hate and the temptations that come into our lives and I'd like to suggest there are, are three ways uh, the first one is recognizing your vulnerabilities recognizing the situation you find yourself in recognizing the vulnerabilities that you're facing the very la- last verse that i read out jesus had resisted all three temptations that the devil had put before him. And it said the devil then left. I don't know if anyone can remember what it says next. It left, the devil left, until an opportune time. Didn't mean to say that was the end. It was like, Jesus, done it. He'd he'd faced the trial. He'd come through the trial Now he could live the next three years of his life away from any temptation. That the devil was now defeated and he wasn't going to come back and try again. Until an opportune time. What are the opportune times, do you think, when Jesus would have been tempted? Well, this is a classic one. Here he is in the wilderness. 40 days in the wilderness. It's possible to fast without food for 40 days if you have have water. 40 days. Can you imagine what he'd been like then? He was all alone, by the way. If you're thinking about uh, the situations when you're vulnerable to temptation, being alone is perhaps one of the major ones. If you want to put yourself in a place where you're not tempted... Get people around you at the point of vulnerability. But Jesus was all alone. He was in the wilderness. And can you imagine on uh, day one, probably the devil didn't even come uh, by, just Jesus feeling strong. Uh, Day two, uh, Jesus loving being in the wilderness. All away from all the crowds, all the people. He's having such a wonderful time in the wilderness. Day three, he's, he's maybe feeling close to his father. Day four, day five, day six, probably quite challenging. Nearly a week without food. Day seven, day eight, day nine, day ten, day eleven. The devil comes, day forty, when Jesus has uh, physically uh, been challenged and the devil strikes at that point recognize your vulnerabilities it's said uh, that something like 80% of discipleship is getting a good night's sleep and I don't know if that's right or not and it's not always easy for us at different stages of our, our lives to get a good night's sleep But when we're tired and we're hungry, we're likely to be more vulnerable recognize the vulnerable situation you're in. The second thing here to note is that Jesus had come out of this spiritual high. This is just after. I mean, it's interesting. We didn't plan it like this, but this is just after Jesus had been baptised. He'd been baptised in the River Jordan by John, and then he goes, the spirit then leads him into the wilderness. Jesus had been on this spiritual high. Tim Keller again puts it like this, there's a spiritual baptism, and then there's a spiritual battle. There's the voice from heaven, and then there's the voice from hell. The voice from heaven only spoke once. This is my dear son, with whom I'm Uh, well pleased, the voice from hell keeps on going and going and going. First there's comfort, then there's conflict. First there's joy, first there's strength, and then there's weakness. Have you found that in your life? Maybe you started leading something and it's all of a high. Maybe you've uh, helped somebody spiritually, maybe you just prayed for them. Maybe you felt really close to God and then there's a challenge. Have you ever felt that? Maybe you've been to focus our our time away as a summer and had an amazing experience with lots of other people worshiping God. And then the week after or two weeks after, you're feeling a bit of a a down. There's the spiritual blessing, but then there's also a spiritual battle. And Alicia being baptised today, um, we've said to her, you're going to face a spiritual battle. This is such a high. I mean, does the devil like Alicia, being repenting of her sin does the devil like her uh, going from the life that she was leading where she would be looking for everything else to fix her and now she's in a place of repenting of those things and wanting jesus to fully be in charge of her life do you think the devil will like that alicia you're going to to face challenges. And we can pray. That's why we're here as a community. We gather around her and we pray for this. God, strengthen Alicia. Strengthen Monty. Strengthen her so she can stand firm. That's what we're called to do, is we say we welcome you into the Lord's family, not our... By the way, that was lovely. Let's go and have a, a nice lunch uh, later on. And uh, I hope, hope this is doing okay. No, let's all pray for Alyssa. There's a spiritual battle going on. And the, the devil has been contending for people. And he hates the, the fact that his church is here and people are worshipping him. There's a spiritual battle that's going on. And so. That this is what is going on. So first of all, recognize your vulnerabilities when you maybe make a step of progress with Jesus. There might well be a backlash afterwards. Recognize your vulnerabilities is the first thing to do to resist temptation like Jesus. And the second way to resist temptation like Jesus is to recognize that your identity will be your identity as a child of God will be questioned. So in the baptism, the high point, this is my dear son with whom I'm well pleased. That closeness of relationship of Jesus with his father, God the son, God the father, that, that feeling of affirmation and, and love and acceptance that Jesus had at that point, and now the devil comes along, and the devil, by the way, is called the father of lies in the, the Bible, the tempter roaming around like a lion, looking at who's going to devour, the devil comes along and says, ah, if, if you are the son of God, see what's going on, he's questioning Jesus' identity as the son of God. And it's the first one he says, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And then the third one, if you are the son of God, why don't you why don't you throw yourself off and the angels will capture you if you're the son of God? The devil comes as if niggles and puts in a doubt. If if you really called? You've got a calling. God's given you a calling. God's put you a passion for something. God's given you a a, a reason for for why you're here and has put something in your heart and called you to something. The devil comes on. Are you really called? Really? Are you really okay to do that? Maybe there'd be somebody else better than you. Really? a person who comes to know jesus we're a new creation alicia is a new creation that's what we're celebrating today the devil comes along and says really are you a new creation looks like the old is still there looks like you're not really a new creation actually inside is still the old ways the old person is still there you're not really a new creation, are you? Because I can see what you're really like and you're not a new creation. That's the type of lie that the devil will say to you. Uh, Jesus says you're forgiven, completely forgiven. The devil comes in, really? What about that thing? What about that thing that you're really embarrassed about? What about that thing that you can't stop doing? What about the repeated thing? are you really forgiven for that? You can't even forgive yourself. Are you really forgiven? Those are the types of lies that the devil comes to sow. Sows mistrust and sows discord in your own heart. So recognize, recognize the lie, recognize the questioning of your identity. Are you really acceptable to God? What the Bible says you are you're a co-heir with Christ. You are called, you are a new creation, you are totally forgiven. There is no condemnation in Christ. There's all these truths which come out again and again in the Bible. They are the truths. So recognize the lie, recognize the, the questioning of your identity. Now, the way that Jesus combats all of this is to go back to the Bible. The Bible's got it all there. Now, Jesus didn't have the New Testament. He only had the Old Testament. But that was absolutely adequate. In fact, Deuteronomy was ad- adequate for Jesus. All of the ways he quotes, all the three times he quotes the Bible here, they're all Deuteronomy 6, Ch- Deuteronomy chapter 8. So uh, the devil says, well, if you are the son of God, take these stones because you're hungry and turn them into bread so that you can eat. And he says, actually, no. No, it says in the Bible, do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus knows the Bible really well. He spent 30 years learning the Bible, learning the word. So if you find that you're ill-equipped to resist temptation, perhaps one of the ways you can do that is by learning more of the Bible, knowing what it says, so that when the thought comes into your mind, from the devil, which is the temptation, doesn't need to stay there because you can immediately counteract it with a word of truth from God's word. So and then the devil comes in and, and says to him and take, takes him up to that really high place and says, you can have all of this kingdom and you can have all the splendor and you can have all the glory, um, it really pulling on Jesus' desire Um. Uh, any desire we might have for glory and if you just bow down and worship me jesus immediately knows that deuteronomy says do not uh, worship other gods it says um worship the lord your god and serve him only it comes back again it's like really insistent tries again takes him up to the high place of the temple. Uh, Why don't you throw yourself off? Now, at this point, the devil is quoting Psalm 91. So be careful how the Bible is used. The devil quotes Psalm 91. Why don't you throw yourself off and the angels will capture you and they won't let your feet be hurt against the stone. And Jesus comes back with Deuteronomy again. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. The Bible has everything you need in it to resist the lies, counter the lies, and resist temptation. Because the devil will be niggling at your identity as to who you are. But the way to counteract that is to fully immerse yourself in your understanding of who you are in relation to what God says you are and not what the devil says you are, and what God wants you to do compared to what the devil wants you to do. That's the second way of resisting temptation. First of all is to recognize the vulnerability of your situation. Secondly, to recognize the questioning of your identity. And the third way is to recognize the lie of the shortcut. The lie of the shortcut. There's always a shortcut in relation to temptation. If you think about it, what's the, sometimes they talk about the sin beneath the sin, the, the, the lie, but the lie is there's a shortcut here. And it's, it's nicely brought out in the second temptation, which is where the devil says to Jesus, you can have um, that all this glory and, and splendor and, and power and dominion. Uh, just bow down and worship me. Uh, What's going on here? It's a shortcut. Because the whole plan of Jesus, Jesus was going to go and die on the cross. And at that point, all of sin and shame and guilt and the whole, the devil's going to be defeated on the cross, strung up, Jesus dying, the humiliation of the cross, the pain of the cross. The suffering of the cross in an instant could do away with that. Didn't need to go to the cross. Just bow down and worship. There's a shortcut. I don't know what the shortcut is for you. It might be like with finance. If you're thinking about dealing with finances in a, in a way which isn't godly, there's uh, is a shortcut to have better finances, presumably, and not to do what God wants you to do. There's always a shortcut. There's a, a, a shortcut to intimacy. There's a shortcut to a power. You can get power in an ungodly way or you can get um, power in a kingdom type of way, which is generally giving away power. And so for Jesus, it says in Philippians chapter 2, it says in this, a beautiful, uh, which really perhaps became a poem of the early church, Philippians chapter 2, took no I'm not going to I'm not going to worship you I am going to take the hard route the long route I am going to take the route to the cross where I am humbled and I'm going to take the form of a servant and I'm going to submit to you God and I'm not going to take that easy way of just worshipping you worshipping anything which is not God Joyce Mayer The speaker puts it a bit like this. She says, Our power to resist is in our willingness to submit. Our power to resist is in our willingness to submit. Jesus' power to resist was in his willingness to submit. Submit to God's way of doing things, which was longer and harder, but ultimately that way meant that we all benefited from the power and dominion that God gave to Jesus because it carries on in Philippians. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus is Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. He got there in the end, but he didn't take the short route. He took the way of the cross. And often in our Christian lives, Alicia, in your Christian life, you will have to take the way of the cross. You'll take the hard route. There'll be an easy route for you. But that easy route will lead to destruction. And the hard route will lead you to God and God's way. Your power to resist is in your willingness to submit. You know, we here, thankfully, are this side of the cross of Jesus. And that means that we have all the power of Jesus. And the, the devil left Jesus at that point after those three encounters. The devil left. And what happened is uh, Jesus then died on the cross, defeated death, defeated the devil, and, and will come again. And, and we live in an era where there's still battles going on, spiritual battles going on. We are still tempted but we do have the power of Jesus within us. When we say yes to Jesus, to say no and to resist the devil. And it is in our willingness to submit to God and his plans. That's the spiritual battle which will be going on in your heart at the point of temptation. Are you going to submit to God or, um, or not? That is the question. But we are this side of the cross. And so we have the power of Jesus in us to help us and also the knowledge that if we do trip up and fail, which will happen, it does happen to me, it does happen to you. There's things that we do, we're tempted, we give in to temptation, that does happen, but even when that happens, we're totally forgiven. Absolutely, 100%, totally forgiven. So we can live a life of freedom and joy, and we can live resurrection lives. which will then be a blessing to everyone around us as we live in the joy of the death and the resure- resurrection of Jesus, where the devil was completely defeated. And so I'd like to invite you this morning to, whenever you want to find that you resi- you want to resist temptation, recognize your vulnerability Recognize the question of your identity and who you are and combat those lies with the truth of the Bible. And thirdly, recognize that shortcut and don't take that shortcut, but instead submit to God and what he wants for you and for your life. Amen.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the HDH Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with someone you think would appreciate it? And be sure to subscribe to our channel to get notified when new episodes are published. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a great day.